When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Back into it at Tower 2. It's Hale Varsity. We're powered by Cornhead Lager. We welcome in the Hall of Fame coach with Colorado and Northwestern. Hall of Fame player down at Missouri. I said Missouri, not Missouri. It's Gary Barnett with us. Coach, how's, <laughs> how's the week doing? How you been? Uh, doing well, Chris. Just living the dream down here. It's been nice. A lot of golf. So weather's hung in there pretty well. Uh, just watching everything unfold and uh, – college football yeah there is a ton to get to and i gotta ask if you're a dog whisperer uh we have a new addition to the schmidt household he's a bernadoodle he's gonna be a monster he came with a saddle sterling uh likes to bite mommy and daddy cosmo i make that kramer your pup is is he behaved or is it just a me thing no, he's still a puppy. He he still likes a little bite. He he doesn't bite hard anymore, but he he still wants to play all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, no, this is a work in progress. I, and I think Shih Tzus are a little bit stubborn. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he's he's only eight months, I think. Maybe not. Yeah, closer to eight. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're going to give him a little time. After that, he's got to grow up pretty faster. He's going to have to find a new home. I don't mean that, but uh. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's uh, he. Uh, Sterling was biting mommy's new couch or newer couch, and him and I had to have a talk. I'm like, "Look, dude, I can't help you. You keep chewing on her couch. <laughs> she will, uh, <laughs> she will uh, be very unpleasant. How unpleasant is it going to get, Coach Barnett, in the world of college football?" As we were, you know, we've fast forwarded to the topic of 14 teams, but how do you see things uh, negotiating slash shaking out with everybody else and then the SEC and the Big Ten when it comes to automatic qualifiers here for the future of the playoff? Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be unpleasant or just uncomfortable Mm. for everybody, but it's... uh, it's sure going to be different. And going to the 14 playoffs, I mean, with with, with two conferences having three automatic berths, um, you know, I think I think for the, you know, I, I think overall, looking inside out, if you're if you're in there, if you're in the SEC or the Big Ten or even the Big 12, any of these conferences, you're, you're probably excited that the opportunity is going to come. Um, these things always bring about unintended consequences and all we can do is really speculate what those might be 
and those might be unpleasant. But um, it'll be interesting to see how bowls survive. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying they won't. I'm just saying it's going to be interesting to see how they it plays out with that. Um, you know, I, <clears throat> my guess is the group of five isn't going to be extremely happy about this. Mm-hmm. Um, to think that you're taking, you know, ten teams from the major conferences and you throw Notre Dame in there as a possibility. Um, I mean, the opportunities for them, there'll still be one for sure and maybe more, but um, it doesn't look like to me that we're expanding opportunities in that direction unless there's just a really good team that, you know, ends up being ranked in the top 14. Um you know, as I look at it from afar now and, and sort of away from it, I don't see I don't see how fourteen teams really exist in this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but doesn't mean they won't. They'll have a chance. I mean, it'll go on. It'll be like the like the uh, basketball tournament, and it'll create a lot of interest. Uh, but I do think that uh, the bowls may be in jeopardy here, at least bowls as we know them. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I and I don't know what other unintended consequences will be, but we never know those. They just come up all of a sudden. Gary Barnett with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Right now, as it sits, the five automatic qualifying spots: three for the Big Ten, three for the SEC. That's the word that's being floated out. Two for the Big Twelve, two for the ACC, one for the Group of Five. And then you get a spot for Notre Dame, three at-large teams. And there was some some speculation that, that Notre Dame and A&M may be thinking about the Big Ten. What do you believe? And do you think the ACC and the Big 12 are in some danger of getting swallowed up by the SEC and the Big Ten? Well, sure. I think that's been imminent. All that's been imminent for the last ten, five years for sure. Uh, Notre Dame going to the Big Ten is not a surprise. That I think I've said this before. My second year in the Big Ten, uh, 94, I think, 93, 94, uh, it, it was – we were sure Notre Dame was going to join the Big Ten. Wow. Absolutely sure. And and I think all the administrators wanted it, and it made so much sense. Uh, and in the long run, would have been good for the, for for Notre Dame, but its fan base didn't want to do it. And so uh, that's what happened. And then you look at Notre Dame's choices, and and it's it um, two years ago, three years ago, or you know a few more than that when they joined the ACC in basketball. The reason that Notre Dame is leans towards the ACC is because of the number of private schools okay. in the ACC. There's only one private school in the Big Ten, and that's Northwestern. Uh, well, now, uh, yeah, there's only one. So um, in the ACC now, uh, and by adding Stanford, uh, you've got another one. You've got six uh, private schools, and private schools uh, at times need – people to be on their side. They need to have a cohesive voice. And when you've got five or six of them, you can, you can have a stronger voice, obviously. And I think that was the big reason why Notre Dame was leaning more towards the ACC. It's just because they had alliances with other private schools at that time. 
So I, I can see it happening in the Big Ten. It makes a lot of sense. But uh, especially uh, since the Big Ten has sort of outpaced now the ACC, mm-hmm. as has the SEC, it's, uh, you know, we all know it's going to go to eventually two big divisions and SEC and Big Ten, and then who's in those is going to make a difference. So I don't think being in the ACC, I, I think you're right, they're going to get swallowed up, the Florida States and the Clemsons of the world, maybe the North Carolinas. And and Notre Dame would certainly fit into that mix. I don't understand, uh, you know, A and M going to the Big Ten makes no sense to me. But you know, I'm not doing it. So is, is it that they they hate Texas and Texas hates A and M? And I don't think they're real thrilled about Texas joining the SEC. A and M's part of the AAU. Would they do it? To, could they do it just to get away? I know there's a buyout clause that was put in two years ago with the SEC, but, but A&M just told Jimbo to go away for $90 million. So, I mean, my money's not a yeah. – this is crazy money, though. I mean, that I would I would assume uh, – and I think the Big Ten would love to probably get into Texas. Well, I'm, I'm sure there's part of that. You never say never or always. And so <clears throat> anything could happen in the way things are going. You know, how long can A&M keep running away from Texas? Yeah. Is my question, and so um, uh, they're already in the best football conference in the country. Um, you know, it doesn't seem to make sense to me, but who knows? Uh, it, you know where this is going. It, I think sometimes they just float this by uh, sportscasters and and uh, uh, people who do radio shows like you and me mm-hmm. uh, to have something to talk about. Well, it's kind of been it's been fun. I mean, I love picking your brain on it. Want to pick your brain on how about three signing days? Because coaches don't get time off anymore, apparently. December, February, and now summertime. What do you think of this? Moving the December back to that Wednesday after the conference title games. I think July or June is what I saw, and then uh, that that. Would, would now be a third signing day that, that first Wednesday in February that t- t- used to be the signing day is three enough, is three too many. Does it matter because you're going to go to the portal anyway? <laughs> well, I, I, what you just said makes a lot of sense. It, it doesn't really matter. I mean, it used to be you, you literally, you're making a decision that's going to affect the rest of your life. And that's how kids and parents looked at it. And um, that, that isn't true anymore. So it, it uh, I think they're just trying to simplify, simplify things, get get things done quickly. Uh, you know, coaches are making so much money they don't need a vacation anymore. So um, it's I don't think that's a piece of it. But I do think that it's it's just not that as important a decision now as it used to be, and it'll it's it'll seem that way to the kids signing. But um, everybody knows now that 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 is you know that isn't worth the paper it's written on anymore. Gary Barnett's with us, Hale Varsity Radio Coach. You've covered college football for a lot of years, and I'm really intrigued by this quarterback draft class. This time of year, we talk about who's coming out quite a bit, and you've got the combine around the corner. And just to, to name off some of the, the quarterbacks, you've got Knicks and Daniels, of course, Caleb Williams, Dre, uh, Drake May, Penix, and I'm, I'm forgetting 
probably five more names, but of the kids I've just mentioned, who do you like? I mean, what what quarterback, Gary Barnett's now in the front office of an NFL franchise, who would you circle? What is there a, is there a, a top tier? Is there a one, two, three for you? Or do you think it's so deep that uh, you're a, a franchise that needs a quarterback? You may not get the best guy, but you could get a really good guy. Yeah, well, I think the the Broncos are in the middle of this thing too. They're they they're going to jump in and mm-hmm. be part of this. So I watch it a little bit closer. I, I think Caleb Williams and I think Jalen Daniels at, at LSU uh, would be my first two choices, no matter what. Uh, Drake May is going to be a system guy, but a good system guy. Um, Bo Nix, I think, is an outstanding leader and a guy that's. It's going to take a good franchise and make it better. Uh, I don't know if he's going to create a Joe Burrow kind of situation, but I do think that he's, he's, uh, he's going to make it. He's going to be a good player. Um, You know, there's, there's a number of guys like that out there, but uh, you know, I think Penix is the same way. I think Penix is a, he's just a guy that people are going to rally around and he's going to be a good player at that league. And uh, he's going to be a system guy as well, but he can make all the throws. So there's there's you know six six guys out there that I think Chris can all mm-hmm. make it. But I think the two guys that can turn a whole uh, program around be Caleb Williams and Daniels from LSU. Well, and Justin Fields, you've seen him up close, and you know. Sounds like Atlanta's the spot, and there's a lot of weapons, really good college football players that ended up in Atlanta when you look at the skill guys, and I don't know where Atlanta's offensive line is right now, but if Fields ends up back home in Atlanta, I mean, do we give up on quarterbacks too soon, Coach? Because, I mean, maybe a change of scenery's going to work for Fields because, you know, Chicago will go all in on Caleb Williams. Well, I, I don't know whether we give up too soon, but it's so important that you have to have a special one yeah. uh, in the NFL now, and, and really in college. I mean, you don't go anywhere without a quarterback. It used to be a quarterback was a, uh, you know, handing the ball off to a few passes, but now he's a whole offense, and it, and it revolves around him. And so you have to keep trying to find a quarterback because you're not going to be uh, a premier team in your league or your conference or your level unless you have one. So you got to keep looking. And there, apparently there's enough money out there that you can, you know, you can you know, throw one away and go get another one pretty easily. Last thought, Gary Barnett with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Coach, uh, Eric Bieniemy is uh, back in college. He's off to UCLA as the OC uh, for Coach Foster. Uh, surprised by this? What do you think? Uh, no, I'm not surprised because I think Eric coached Deshaun. And, uh, you know, if you're Deshaun Foster, it's a pretty smart move because he hasn't been a head coach. Uh, I don't even know if he's been a coordinator, but for him to go pick up somebody who has and um, uh, someone of Eric's, uh, you know, ability mm-hmm. and his stature, that uh, it's a good move for him. I mean, he's going to have – He's going to have all Eric's experience there in that room with him to help him as a head coach, but also uh, run a program, run an offense. So I think it's a good move. 
and there's there's got to be a lot of wow factor, doesn't there, with B enemy in his his resume for potential recruits, I'd think. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know how to gauge that anymore. But, uh, um, you know, as we get older, there's less wow factor about older guys. So it's more about <laughs> the younger guys. So the enemy's getting up there. So. <laughs> Uh, that's that's true. Uh, doesn't <laughs> wasn't yesterday that he was going what for five touchdowns, right? <laughs> In Lincoln, uh, Gary Barnett with us, coach. You take care and have a good weekend. All right, Chris. Great being with you. Good to spend time with Barty. Uh, get his thoughts on a lot of things in the world of college football. We'll talk some Husker baseball in uh, just a moment. But do we have a revision, Elijah Herbal? We might. We, we've got some news in on Thornton. We might Thor- not Thornton segment. Mellon from back to school, but Thornton the uh, well headache for Ohio State. Hale Varsity continues. We're powered by Cornhead Lager.